0: It's Bigfoot Collectors Club, with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. (laughs) To
2: this. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collector's was, Club. Was that an air theremin? <laughs> it
1: was me being really nervous. Oh, like, oh. Like, yeah, that should have been an air theremin. <laughs> I know.
2: That's awesome. She likes to play the air theremin with her shaking bones. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast where we share stories of personal paranormal history with celebrity guests and tell stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host. Bryce Johnson. And our producer.
3: Riley Brick.
2: And uh, let's just jump in. We got an amazing guest with us today. Yeah, we do. Uh, You've seen her on HBO's Vice Principals. You've seen her in the new show, The Last OG with Tracy Morgan. She's very funny. She's the funniest groundling we've ever had on the show. (laughs) I know.
3: I just saw her show uh, last Thursday. (laughs)
2: She's better than any single groundling we've had. <laughs> this is an inside joke for everyone else in the studio, because we also have another groundling who's been on the show very often. He's sending Sitting you laser eyes. Giving me laser eyes. You'll hear more about him. <laughs> Next episode,
1: are those laser eyes or is he about to cry? I
2: don't know. Oh, he that's that's what happens. It's like when Wolverine pops his claws, it hurts every time when he uses his laser eyes and makes him cry, or crying causes the lasers to shoot out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Edie Patterson to the clubhouse. All right, and of course, sitting silently next to her is our friend Kevin Kirkpatrick. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's good to see you too, Kevvy. Um Edie, how are you? What's going on in your life?
1: I'm great. Yeah. Yes, everything's good. Okay. Um was doing a bit of driving around with Kevin.
2: Ooh, yeah, here. you guys were at an audition, weren't you? Yes. How what can you tell us what that was? It's like um remember when people when you were growing up This happened in Kansas When people would uh, Teachers It would always be like Your elementary school teacher Would say Wash your hands Warsh. Yeah, Wash Wash <laughs> them out oh, My grandma says worst. that I love it I love well, oh, it so endearing I love it. So, I endearing. it so much I mean Wash Go wash yourself mm-hmm. for dinner Yeah my grandma used to say wash <laughs> I don't know why My elementary school teacher Is making me eat at her, her house For dinner yeah, Go yeah. wash your body <laughs> And then sometimes
1: It morphs into like a whoosh
2: Yeah whoosh go wash, dip.
1: go wash your Go wash your
2: Whoosh go whoosh it up now. Worsh the intrusive R on the watch is always I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But so how was your audition?
1: Oh my audition (laughs) was foreign. (laughs) (laughs) It was a voiceover thing. And at one point I um I looked up and Kevin was literally in the audition room.
2: This is the day of Kevin being silently in the room that so he's not <laughs> technically supposed to be in. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I had an audition this morning for a commercial and oh man, it was like 9:45. Not feeling very well Ooh. today. I'm a little off. That's the funny hour. Oh yeah, that's when it's you're really booking those at 9:45 a.m. And the guy like first of all took 20 minutes to explain this very simple thing and then he made everyone go in we had to dance for 20 seconds uh. <gasps> for no reason it's not part of the commercial he was just like <laughs> no, let's raise our energy he's everybody warming he you was up. warming everybody up <laughs> and filming you dance at 945 to like some like Katy Perry song. No, I'm not, it was. I'm not. I was. I don't like. I'm that. sure if you could see this video, you can just see the 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 tears and the lasers coming out of my eyes. <laughs> that is the worst.
1: Oh, it's the worst, and it's so like. Okay, kids. I'm gonna. I'm gonna condescend y'all for a while. Yeah. Oh.
0: No.
2: I had to go wash my body afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Go wash your soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Bryce, how, how's that
3: foot healing up? Good. A little better every day, buddy. Yeah. Just uh, working it and massaging it and you would, <laughs> doing yeah. all kinds of yeah. stuff to it. Yeah,
2: You couldn't even tell you were feeling hurt.
3: Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, my wife looked it up on the internet. She's like, yeah, it's one of the longest healing injuries. Oh, so oh. you're in for a, a good ride. But I'm like so fucking impatient. I'm just like, yeah. work. Work. So, but it's working good.
2: You look good, man. (laughs) Thanks, man. Are you back, like, uh, are you in the gym? Yeah, I'm back in the gym and doing all that shizzle and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Summertime's coming up. (laughs) Actually, summertime's here now that I think about it. Yeah.
1: What's it doing, your foot?
3: Oh, I broke my, I shattered my heel bone, um, and so it's been a slow recovery.
1: By jumping off of something? Jumping
3: over a fence, yeah, which is not a good idea, but... So I don't want to talk about it. I just want to talk about Bigfoot.
2: All right, let's get into it, Edie. Yes. What is your personal paranormal history?
1: Well, uh, there's been there's been a couple of things. I lived mm-hmm. in Austin. I lived with.
2: Uh, Ooh, I was just there. You were? Yeah, not too long ago. Oh. I saw the Austin bats.
1: That's really cool. Have you done
2: that? Yeah, it's Did amazing. we talk about this on the show? I don't think so. Oh, anyway, you stand on a bridge It's sunfall. Thousands of bats fly out from oh, under yeah, the maybe bridge you and did. go hunting. It's awesome. Sorry and if to you interrupt. go,
1: if you're underneath, like in the park, it's literally like this: a blanket comes over the sky. Ooh. Yeah,
2: I didn't know you were from Austin. I'm is not right? from there. Okay,
1: but I'm from Texas City, which is like oh. Three hours from there. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. I
2: never knew that. Yeah. So you and Kevin, you know what? You're our best groundling. Not only are you best groundling, you're our best <laughs> Texan <laughs> we've ever had. Ah, oh, that's on this great. Show. <laughs> I buy that. So you were saying Austin, Texas. Yeah,
1: I lived in a, a like a haunted condo.
2: Ooh, in Austin. let's get into that. Yep.
1: Um, should I tell you all first, or just get into that?
2: However you want to tell your tales, tell them. Okay. Spin those yarns.
1: Let's spin them. Um, And then I lived in a place in L.A. where I lived with three other girls. Okay. uh, Which Dan, my dude, always called the House of Women because it was this weirdly laid out house. We used to have these giant parties that seriously looked like parties from a 90s movie (laughs) where all of us would invite everyone we knew. And we were all pretty still fairly new to L.A. Uh So it would just be hundreds of people it was the weirdest like you would stand up top and take a picture and it was just a sea of people and there were there were there was a wall of mirrors in the living room because it was built in the 80s or something
2: that's why he thought the house was always so full of women because (laughs) there were three of you but the (laughs) reflections doubled the chest magnified (laughs) yeah
1: but we we used to have the this is a side note we used to have these things happen at our parties where all the chicks would stand in the mirror, and one person would get in front and sort of like make up a dance. And because it's in a mirror, oh, yeah. it just looks like a choreographed dance. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened your a lot in the dance that studio. House. <laughs> yes. Um, but that one, I feel like, was something was up, and I made it go away, or we Ooh, made it go away. Okay. Yeah.
2: By sleeping with the devil. No, by oh. <laughs> not sleeping with the devil, that only works for you, Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, I'll tell you what, it didn't fix anything. But that one but, did uh, involve
1: a uh, like the first night we all slept there, we moved in.
2: Okay, this is the LA place,
1: yeah. And my friend Kendra, who lived there with me, had a cat, her little cat Dixie. Loved, I loved Dixie. I mean, so
2: far, you, you haven't said anything that hasn't convinced me that you were already a coven of
1: witches. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't veer too far off to of So Dixie always slept with me in our old place as well. And she was in my room the first night we slept there, and she was going crazy, like watching things from side to side, running from one side of the room. This not acting how she doesn't act. And I just felt weird, like scared and not of what. And I knew she was looking at something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so in the middle of the night, but my thought process was well, we just moved in here. What are we gonna do? Like, <laughs> this can't go down like this. Yeah. So I went and woke up Kendra and she we had made a bedroom of the French doors in the living room. And so I was like, rap, 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 rap on the flimsy door. <laughs> and I went in, I was like, hey man, um, I need you to come in my bedroom and sleep in my bed with me. <laughs> <laughs> It's just kind of something weird, but we don't need to go into it. Just we're going to sleep in there all night. and
2: she's we don't thinking, need to go into it. She's yeah. thinking, oh, my God, we just moved in together. How am I going to live with this? <laughs> Every night yeah. she's going to invite me into her bed. Well, this is
1: how she's a real homie forever. Is She went, okay. <laughs> <All>
0: right, let's <laughs> and do we, it. We
1: went in. We slept all night in there. And then uh, the next morning I like saged and did a bunch of prayers and like, basically told whatever it was to get the fuck out and that it wasn't if it was bad it wasn't welcome. Yeah. And it was fine from then on out. Oh wow, wow really yeah. Took but care I think of it it, right away. I think also something got weird. I haven't read a lot about this, but I had initially I had my bed the bedroom was weirdly the guy's recording studio previously. Mm. And so it had this strange closet with a cutout mm. that mm-hmm. I think he used as a booth. Mm-hmm.
2: Or put bodies in. Or put bodies in. Don't
1: put them over the cutout. (laughs) Yeah, did you look
2: over did you peer over the edge and look down in there? Never did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I had a I had my bed in the middle of the room, kind of facing this weird mirror. And I think since I've learned like, don't put your bed in front of a mirror. That causes yeah, weird stuff. I would agree with that. Yeah. So I moved the bed and did all this like stuff, and then it was fine. Wow. wow. Mind you, we all felt like we were wild animals in that house. Hence the parties. And I stuff. mean, it sounds like, but it wasn't had some any good time. It wasn't any bad ghosts. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, did your friend that night when she came to sleep with you, did she also get spooked? Could she feel what you were feeling?
1: She knew that something like slightly scary was going on because I've since talked to her about it, but she. She also just like had my back to the point that she was like, Okay, you say we gotta go sleep in there. I guess yeah. we have to. <laughs> Let's
2: do it. Yeah. Great. And didn't
1: ask any questions. We just went in there and went to was sleep. Was she a
2: great roommate?
1: Oh, she's the best. She's right. still yeah. She's still my homie forever. Oh yeah.
2: Never had one of those. Yeah,
3: beat the ghost together.
2: Yeah. yeah. Beat it back. Yeah. The power of love.
1: And then the other the other one is I feel like one night I saw something akin to, like, a shadow figure. Oh, let's get and into that, that. That one, I... honest, Honestly, I hate to even talk about it.
2: Well, <laughs> you came to the wrong place.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I decided on the way here. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm it. Let's into. do
2: it. I want to hear all
3: about this. Um... Yeah, because that's a thing, the shadow people.
1: I know. And then when I started learning afterward that that is a thing, I was like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. "Usually Usually it's with sleep paralysis, which I've never had. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. I don't ever want it. It's not fun. Do either of you have
2: it? No. I used to get it a lot. I don't have it as much as I used to, but yeah.
1: And shadow figures with it?
2: Um, sometimes I was in London in college, I studied abroad, mm-hmm. and I definitely had a sleep paralysis moment while I was in London. There were like five guys in this flat, God. and it was above a old uh, the flat was above a um pub that was being renovated. And one of the things that happened during this period was you would walk through a little like carriage tunnel past the empty pub to get to the door that led up to our flat. And one time a friend and I were coming home from uh, drinks that night and we were just chit-chatting. And as we walked through the tunnel, you could hear the pub as if it were a full, it was full of people. You could hear the clanking and clattering of dishes and glasses and like that hum of like people talking. And it was so subtle and so clear at the same time that it, we didn't, register it until we got out of the tunnel and it stopped and we both looked at each other and went uh did you just hear it like because you're so used to hearing those sounds in the city that it was like that just sounded like the pub was full of people he heard it too and then one night around that time i woke up in the room that i shared with two other guys and i had sleep paralysis And there was a, I could see the silhouette of a man sitting next to my bed, muttering about the Americans in his home. And he was just like under low breath, really, really angry. Mm. And it was one of those, it was like, it could have been a weird dream, but also we had already had the pub thing happen and it's London. I mean, like. Something follows. Every pantry in London is haunted. You know what yes. I mean? It's just so old. Yes. Um. So I have had kind of that sh- shadow, but mm. I didn't feel like he was a shadow person. I felt maybe he was like a ghost of a dude that was just pissed at all these like American flakes were yeah. were there. Mm. <gasps>
1: Oh, my God. I had one recently. Oh, oh my God. Really? Yes. Then Kevin knows about this. Oh, my God. Add the ground links. Anyway, I'll tell you this one.
2: Yeah. Okay. Tell. I want to hear a shadow story. Then we got to hear ground okay. links. Then we got to hear about the haunted condo. Okay. Got it. Ladies and gentlemen, strap in. It's going to be a month long. with Pat. <laughs> oh, Wow.
1: <laughs> the shadow one's fairly short, I think. It's just. So, mind you, I was exhausted. But whatever. So, it was when we lived at Gower and Scenic. And. We lived in the upstairs of a condo. I mean, upstairs of a duplex. Mm-hmm. And um, there just was one night when I I turned over and looked to the side of the bed and like, hmm, what's that, like three feet high?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like three feet high, sort of all black, looked like hooded Ooh. thing, small. Ooh. And it was so instantly terrifying. And so I screamed... But my scream came out of, like, sleep and, like, oh, from the pits God, of me. Oh, God, yeah. So my scream came out, like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> like, so guttural. That's great.
2: Like, like, you had just won WrestleMania 38. Yeah, Got
1: and, it. like, I was trying to scare it. Yeah. But I didn't know what else to do. It was primal. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, no no horror movie girl scream on it. Like, yeah. oh! <laughs> Just passing a kidney stone. Yeah. (laughs) So then Dan wakes up, and then when he's awake, it's not there anymore. But I'm like, it was so there. Did you
2: instantly start strangling Dan?
1: (laughs) Get off me. I mean, he immediately woke up when I screamed. So I was like, "Get, get the light on, get the light on. So he turned it on, nothing was there, but I was like convinced. Adrenaline rushing, shaking, right? Yeah, totally.
2: Air theremin all over that place. Totally. So I'm telling
1: him what, what I saw, why I was screaming, whatever. He's trying to like tell me everything's okay. So we turn the light off. I actually wrote a sketch about this when I was on Sunday Company at Growlings, <laughs> and did it. Um, So the lights are off, and then it's like hmm, 10 seconds later in the darkness, Dan in like a scared voice, but trying not to sound scared, goes, Hey, um... Why would you scream so deep like that? <laughs> and I went oh, cuz I was trying to scare it. I I don't know. I wh- and then another couple of seconds he goes, "It's just uh, it's just weird cuz you sounded possessed." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, thanks." He's like,
3: "Oh no. I just want to make sure that before we go back to bed <coughs> that you're not really possessed."
1: And they're like, "That's that's the scariest the di- the sort of like most inarticulate deepest scariest thought if you see something like that is like mm. oh god demon what is this yeah like um
3: yeah because it's not supposed to be there
1: it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> i don't like the <laughs> height of it i don't like the height I of it like i don't like the, the fact shape that there's a of it. On it
3: that reminds me of that movie night with communion those little three-foot aliens I, had that's the, the first thing had that the came the in my head the little yeah. blue doctors the little blue doctors mm, yeah that's super well, super creepy. you didn't see any strange lights that night in the sky did you
1: I didn't. Oh, that's good. I didn't. But that's another scary thing: is once you start reading about like shapes like that or things appearing, yeah, there's so many alien ties in and mm. tie-ins, and uh, yeah, it almost makes you want to stop. The three foot thing
2: is usually a dead giveaway of an alien being in the room. It's no, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like that. It's bad enough when like they're a- like people sized and wearing fedoras. Right. but like the like little entities that mm. shit no thinking cuz the man. stuff
1: i've heard recently is that usually there's a thankfully i was afraid but the one thing that i've read about or heard about that freaks me out is that a lot of times there's a a weird like false calm that goes with it ooh where they're like blocking your receptors oh. where, you, where they're telling you some version of it's okay. Oh, now right. this is a straight
2: up alien abduction you're talking yeah. about, or the shadow people, the alien aliens, aliens. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Like
1: this is fine. And so even if your brain is like, I feel scared, something in your brain is also they going, like, like inoculate be okay. you. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: from your own fear. Yeah, I don't like I don't that. Well, I, don't I don't like, like that. that at and all. And
3: especially the people sleeping next to you too. They, you know, they inoculate them and right, and so that they could even like wake up, look around. I don't see anything. I'm going back to bed. That's like, like, oh right.
1: no, don't yeah. go back to bed. Have you guys had alien stuff?
3: No. Uh, yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah, I've seen stuff in the in the sky, and I've even gotten some cool video stuff. But I've never had like anything coming in. I've never had
2: anything in my bedroom. But this yeah. whole we we're at the oh. very beginning of this podcast, I did see the silhouette. My dogs actually saw it. Uh, told this story a couple times, but on the first podcast, we, my dogs woke up one night barking and i came out in the living room and they were staring at the window and there was a silhouette of what looked like a gray alien come on and then when i screamed turn on the light and it, it ran off it was well, really you, really fucked up i was thinking you know there on the first episode we did <coughs> oh, i talked about
3: this thing when i was like eight years old that that uh peered into the into my window it was like this red glowing kind of very devilish figure with the horns and and we discussed it looked like the underwood uh can ham can ham devil. devil very prototypical but um, but there's some literature out there on famed ufologists that like, you know, um whatever these aliens are, they're allowed to put on masks. And right. sometimes they use the mask of a demon, a very, right. you know, and so I'm not. Or s- monkeys. Or an alien. What? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Monkeys?
2: Yeah, I was hearing you mean this. mean like apes or intro- monkeys? Monkeys. Mm. Like.
1: That's another like inoculation thing. I think. this is something go, like, I monkeys.
2: is new to me. Yeah, I, I feel
3: like if we all got um, regressed hypnosis, we might find a, a lot more information about.
2: Uh, Probably, the, you know, maybe the, we wouldn't want to hear the about the animal it. that I know is associated a lot with the alien abductions are owls mm-hmm. that people yeah, see right. owls outside their window. Okay, well, and then we're... owl, <laughs> and then the face of the owl sometimes like morph into mm-hmm. the alien gray or that a lot of abductions are preceded by oh, the spotting of an owl.
1: Yeah, I've heard this owl stuff too. Yeah,
2: and that's like when you watch Labyrinth, like the whole opening sequence of Labyrinth is the owl mm-hmm. who yeah. comes and then it like lands on a post and like that's Jareth who abducts the baby. Mm-hmm. It's like his was um, There was a
3: good movie about it too. uh Nome Alaska. There's a there's a famed kind of a uh, um, UFO incident cases where all these uh, all these people that were abducted. They made a movie about it too. Um, you know, they would see owls in their window, and I thought they did a great job doing that movie. But that was freaky as shit. Yeah, um, that same. I do research on that
1: place. I did see a massive owl one night. Yeah. Really? Out? Yeah, out because <clears throat> so the the bed was like uh, it was almost like the window was part of the headboard. Mm, yeah. Um.
2: Oh, that creeps me out too. It does for sure. I always feel I like something can just it. reach in and drag me out of yeah. the
1: Well, it was second floor, so it was very treehouse ish. Well, a giant. Yeah. A giant <laughs> yeah. cat on it. And we had a, the bed we had was this like custom made thing, and it had a sort of a ledge on the back of it that I had a little bed. And um, one of our cats, uh, who has since passed away, Violet, would sleep Aww. on that at night.
0: That's my
2: doggy's name.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she, so one night I woke up and she was looking out the window and she would did one of those like get low things and I was like what is that and then i start hearing like whoo whoo and i was mm. like is that an owl like wow. when do you see owls in la and it was i massive. haven't but it w- for sure was magical mm. i don't i don't know if it was alien stuff i hope not probably but it was on this show, and it was an
2: definitely alien. yeah. <laughs> we always lean to it was an alien. So what's happened at the Groundlings? Because actually, Kevin, I think, brought this up on the show before that the Groundlings is supposedly there's stuff going on there. Yeah,
1: which I had never experienced ever, and I thought like, well, most likely it is. Most theaters are do you have something yeah. going on, and the the history of the place is like. You know, in the past, a little dicey. It was e- either a bathhouse or a brothel or something uh-huh. way back. Yeah. So there's got to be some strange energy floating around. Yeah. Um, But I had never had the things. I've gotten creeped out there before and like run down that hallway where the lockers are or like mm-hmm. run from downstairs. That's kind out. of a
2: spooky hallway just because it's like a low ceiling totally. and the light's kind of weird <laughs> totally. in it. And you could see, like, an arm coming out of one of those lockers sure. and then just dragging you straight to hell. For sure. <laughs> Happens all the time. There, Yeah, are t- yeah there are times, like, Happens when we would hang out
1: after the main show. If I would go back to get a water behind this curtain in that hallway, there were a couple times I didn't even tell Kevin about where I would, like, Grab the water and yank my arm back because I'm like, something's going to grab my arm.
2: (laughs) One of those those wigs is going to (laughs) come to life. Yeah. Uh. But
1: this was weird because I'd never had anything. And I didn't doubt that people had, but I'd never had anything. And I was like, it's not as haunted as people think. But there was a time during the day we were up there for previews. This is probably three and a half months ago. I went into the big dressing room and over in the sort of right-hand corner beside these lockers and against the counter where you put on your makeup and stuff, I hear this, like, like, almost exactly that noise. This weird, like... Mumbling. Mm. To the point that I was like, who's doing that? Right. So I'm looking there. There's nothing covering it. No one's there. And I'm like... To the point that I, yeah, did a movie style like turn around and I'm like furrowed brow like, what's happening? And then another girl, Emily, walked in. Thank God. And we both stood there and heard like. What? Did you? He-? She was like, what was that? I can- I thought it was Lisa over there. And now there's. So, yeah. And the, the thing is, the alley's there, but sounds from the alley sound different. It, yeah. It was in the room.
2: Well, yeah, and if you spend enough time in a place, you know the sounds of that space. Yeah, you know, what and I you mean? can
1: hear muffled every now and then if someone's screaming oh, in the alley. So that was weird. not
3: it. Are you the type to like go investigate further? Come on, let's go. Let's walk down there a little further, see if we can.
1: I mean, we went over to where it was. There's right. nothing there, and they did once. They did have like um, a ghost hunter show come. Oh,
2: <gasps> were you there for that? Uh, no way. Oh, no uh, what did they find?
1: I gotta ask. I don't. I'm sure Mm. they try to do EVPs and stuff. I just
2: keep picturing those, like if all the wigs, all the wigs came together to form like a shape of a a wig man, (laughs) a bigfoot wig, wig like flopping down the hallway.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
3: that's yours. That's like a scary monster.
2: Okay, that's your. That's
3: all yours, wig man. Trademark wig man. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that EVP stuff is pretty freaky though. We had one guest. uh, um, I believe it was Lynn Champlain, right? Who Champlain, uh, yeah. Yeah, Champlain who brought in um some E V P recordings, which are electronic voice phenomena. Mm-hmm. They were genuinely kind of terrifying. They were really creepy.
1: Yeah. My cousin, who's a total amateur with mm. this stuff, is is very into ghosty stuff. She lives in Texas, but she had gone to um the one it's out my sister lives in Denver and it's the you know, the Shining Hotel.
0: What's yeah. it called the, the the
2: Overlook. Yeah, but it's but, called um, Oh, what it, what it, what it's really called? Dang it! Not sure. You know it's what just I'm The about. Exactly scenic, what about, scenic, yeah. Isn't it the scenic hotel? No. Oh it's boy, I'm gonna Google it right now. Keep telling your super story. Super
1: famous, but anyway, she, you know, her EVP stuff is just like not pro stuff, even. Right. And she went there with her mom and, I think, her two aunts. Yeah. And they just sort. Of, she just sort of put it on and let it be on oh, the, the Stanley whole Stanley Hotel. The Stanley, yes. You know it
2: started with an S.
1: They just left it on the whole time they were in there and then sort of forgot. And um she played one for me that I have a weird thing every now and then. It doesn't happen all the time. But if I hear uh ghosty stuff, my eyes will start watering. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have you ever known mm. someone with that? And, no. And it's not crying, it's more just like water comes you
2: get, out. Maybe your <laughs> eyeballs are haunted. <laughs> it doesn't happen every time, but there are
1: times when she played that for me, I was like,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean there's definitely like certain music that gives me like chills or I choke yeah. up a little bit, but uh, mm. I don't know. Or ghosty. noise. It's a noise. We- it's a weird ghost weird. thing. Yeah.
1: But she I played think it for you're me. Touched. One, one of them said uh one of them said something like Oh this place is probably 100 years old or something like that and then in the EVP in the playing back a woman's voice goes more like 250 <gasps> wow! And I was like, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: that's pretty Weird. strange phenomena, right?
1: Yeah, there. and for like amateur equipment too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, Ooh. you've got
2: you've got something like you got to orbit Something's around you. Up. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Do, so I what, don't want to see stuff. Sure, though. nobody does. Yeah. That's the th- I mean, some people do. Ghost hunters do, obviously. I right. mean, like, come yeah. at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Come at me, wig man. Get out of that locker, wig man. I'm not afraid of no wig man. Yeah. (laughs) Um but uh what oh what was I got anyway, I got distracted by thinking about that groundlings wig man again. Um what happened in the condo in Texas? Let's go back.
1: Um Yeah, so that one I feel like we made worse by being scared of it.
2: Ooh, yeah, and Fed then talking fears. about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, 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 yep. I feel like
1: we exacerbated it hugely. Okay. So we lived. It was my friend Roxanne and I, and we lived with this girl, Joe Beth, and um, who we had gone to college with. And Joe Beth was is for sure like kind of touched and like mm-hmm. tapped in, mm-hmm. and she had seen something, and. I don't know. Instead of just like accepting that, we kind of all got afraid. She had, she had seen a little boy like no, go from no. her bedroom to, no. to the balcony. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. No, keep and on walking. Like, okay, no kids. Okay. No ghost boy, kids here. Yeah.
2: Bus stops down the street. Yeah. And so it, initially <laughs> be that going. was
1: scary, but it was fine. But then it very quickly escalated to the point that uh, enough stuff happened that if we pulled up, and I if I didn't see either of their cars there, I didn't go home. And right. they were doing the same. You would
2: circle this so was just the three of you circling the block for 2 yes. hours to yes. see who will park or first. Or just like
1: going to a friend's house. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was the worst.
2: Oh. But oh.
1: that one was uh, a lot of auditory stuff. Oh, you know what the weirdest, the scariest part of it. There was a day during the day <laughs>
2: like how annoyed you are by the memory of the fear. I am. Oh, you know what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um there, shit is repressed.
1: Yeah. There was a day during the day that I was there by myself and I listened to like footsteps come up the carpet stairs and I out loud went, hey, man, um, we're going to be cool, but you have to be cool, too. Like That's the deal we're going to make. I'm fine with you being here, but you have to be cool.
3: I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And
1: then it would be fine. And then we would get all re afraid and it would get weird. A lot of doorbell stuff. The doorbell Ooh. had no filter on it. Ew. And so. What does
2: that mean? So it's just like. It's just that, yeah,
1: it's that horrible oh noise God. where it's not even a two tone. It mm. just goes. <laughs> but there was a night when we
2: were. It's the sound <laughs> you make yeah. when you're woken up by a shadow creature yeah. in the middle of the night.
1: We had invited this dude who – I don't know how this went down. We had invited this dude who was our teacher pardon, at college to um, come to some film festival with us. It was me, my friend Roxanne, and our friend Roberto. And um, he came. And th- mind you, this was probably just like nothing. I've done it a thousand times just forgetting to put it on. But he showed up without his wedding ring, which we thought was hilarious because we're like <sighs> – does he think he's gonna hook up? Like, what's happening? Right. So after, uh, ladies, l-
2: I took the liberty of taking off my wedding ring. <laughs> yeah. so whichever one I sleep of you I sleep with tonight yeah. won't be reminded of the fact.
1: So when he left, we started doing these like skits, like uh-huh. just riffing on. It was be like, okay, you be him. You be trying to leave. And will be us, and like so, it was just like cycling through, taking turns to be him. And the the little skit always ended with him standing at the door with a boner and going, <laughs> "What are you
2: gonna leave me like this?" <laughs> <laughs> and we
1: just kept cycling through. We were crying, laughing, dying, and it was one of those weird. um, I don't know, like an emotional apex where you're just like, right. We were laughing so hard, like to where you feel like you're gonna vomit.
2: And you start clawing your skin off your face. And that's (laughs) when you realize you've all been possessed by the ghost in there.
1: Yeah. So we're laughing so hard. And then the doorbell goes, yeah, (laughs) louder and longer than it ever has for a full like 30 seconds. Wow. To the point that we grab each other and all. High voice scream. Even oh Roberto. Oh, my God. We immediately go to see who's there. No one's there. No one's at the parking lot. No one's anywhere. And it. this is going to sound insane, but it sounded like something was trying to join in.
2: Oh, that's wild. It
1: felt like something was trying to join <laughs> the in. The
2: ghost doesn't know how to laugh. So it's like, yeah. I yeah. think <laughs> laughter sounds like this.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or it wanted us to stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: what I feel like. It was like, shut
1: up, shut yeah, up. Yeah, it might have been that but that even weirder than that was uh and weirder than the hearing the footsteps was one night at like probably three in the morning like dead on witching hour yeah that's yep, the high strangeness hour. Yeah. um i from a dead sleep i just like pop up in my bed and i'm like got to get downstairs cuz all three of our bedrooms were upstairs that sounds Colorado.
2: like an alien abduction
1: well it was really creepy so i go downstairs i'm sort of going like what am i like, one second, two seconds later, Roxanne comes running down the stairs. No. Mm. And then we both stand there and we're like, What are we doing here? Why did we come down here? And that that feeling dawning on us both of like, Ew, something made me get out of my bed and come down here. That was super scary.
3: Yeah, that's
2: creepy. So
1: after that, everything got weirder and weirder and weirder. And Joe Beth was like having
3: constant.
1: <clears throat>
2: Well, you know Constant, you shouldn't ever check that with- book of black magic out of the library.
1: <laughs> See, That's I'm, what started all of it. I'm the girl who like will not do any of it. Like when people did Ouija boards, I was like, It's okay, I'll I'll watch. I'm mm-hmm. not touching it.
2: That's <laughs> smart. Yeah. Because I don't want it. <laughs> so what do you think the guy, the ghost of the dude, called you down there? Or just everybody had the same sensation
1: something i don't know
2: i don't like that one bit yeah, i don't no, like you, that you one,
1: get like one a
3: bit. feeling yeah
2: exactly yeah and today in your life are you other i mean other than the thing the 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 groundling wig man what what <laughs> have you i mean in your new home are you not experiencing this stuff as much No,
1: uh, not at all thank okay. goodness
2: oh my god thank goodness you just had a run of bad luck with uh haunted well, and houses the, and
1: i wouldn't even say bad luck like and p.s the one we lived in here Like, one night felt weird. Yeah. And then we managed to go. Because I do believe that. I do believe you can go, like, you know what? I'm not up for this. And if you can say that with confidence and do whatever your version of it is, of, like, praying it away or saging or whatever, I think you can make it not be. I think when you buy into it. And get, get afraid, it feeds it.
2: Yeah, you can make it stronger by indulging it. But yes. I think also the, the 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 thing we've learned or heard about uh, interviewing people like Donna Lynn and stuff that I've read, it's like if you acknowledge the presence of the creature or the being <laughs> and say, okay, I acknowledge that you're here. I'm going to be here for a while, too. So you can either just chill mm-hmm. or you can go away now and leave us alone Oh chill
0: <laughs> i super chill dude
2: yeah I'm cool okay great great um, Sick, bro. That, that's what Sick, you're supposed bro. to do and some people it's like in the name of Jesus Christ I command you you know right. like some people are really dramatic right. about that's that Loch but...
3: Ness story the Loch Ness monster uh, yeah, came Saint out of St. Columbo, this, uh, Saint Columbo was, got tired of his ass jumping cast, out of the lake cast so. him back into the water yeah he cast him away using uh, yeah the power of Christ so so, so ghosts,
2: you you you're you're in all in for ghosts.
1: Yeah. And I've had a, a few a few people in my life, a couple strangers, like one literally like a homeless woman in the park, mm-hmm. come up and go like she she made me this clay thing on a toothpick. Oh, that's not good. And wanted me <laughs> to buy it, but right, whatever. It's also
2: not clay, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was gum. Um,
1: but she, there's a. I've had a couple times in my life people I don't know or do know in a weird circumstance telling me they could see my aura. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes, yeah, I I have a something happening. I
2: feel like you're a little bit of a
3: lightning rod for this yeah. stuff. Sounds you know, like something's it. Up. You know, you can have your aura photographed. There's, uh, Have you ever heard about that? Right,
1: no, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. those
3: are very I interesting. I had one taken yeah. with me and my bulldog.
2: Oh, did you really?
0: Oh, oh that's, that's pretty cute. wild.
2: <laughs> like, you should bring that to the show. <clears throat> i got to find it. Um, mm. So ghosts, you're in UFOs. Believer? Believer. Bigfoot. Where are you stand on Bigfoot? Believer. All right. All right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good. We got a full Good. trinity here. Yeah. We you love can that. Stay.
1: I got to think it through because it's like... <clears throat> I think probably we're saying the wrong stuff for it. Yeah. Right.
3: No, we're labeling it wrong. He's yeah. less yeah. on the totem pole as I was reading something today as like, you know, um, only about fourteen percent of people actually believe in Bigfoot. There's another forty percent that are like, uh, I'm not sure and then uh the other forty percent I'm not sure if the math adds up, but they're like, No, absolutely mm-hmm. not.
2: We get a lot of no's here when it comes I just to think the that's old insane. Sasquatch. Yeah.
1: Well, I still we're um What's that uh, thing, the Mandela effect or whatever? Like, yeah, still- we talked
2: about this. with Do you, do you know Tara Copeland? Oh, uh, we, we had her on the show a few episodes back. She brought this up. Yeah, mm.
1: still, there's animals that they're going like, wait, this never existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, just like, we. There's so much we don't know. Yeah, so there, I think there is something akin to Bigfoot for sure. Okay, wow. and we've like. We've made it dicey and sort of cartooned it out by saying Bigfoot, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah
2: absolutely, yeah. And it is like a pretty dated name. That's like a 1950s right. term for the guy, and it was basically a mascot, right? Um, okay, we're gonna take a break. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, your that story was wild. That oh my Thank god. Uh, when we come back, it's time for high strangeness, and I think Bigfoot. I cannot wait. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> pro- we're gonna prove he exists today. All right, great. It Finally, the day. <laughs> episode twenty six. Twenty-seven. What is this? Twenty-seven. I don't know. It's, it's not a math exactly. podcast. We caught him. It is a math. I, it's not a math. It's podcast. not a math podcast. <laughs> 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 Welcome back Welcome to the Wigman Hour. <laughs> Wigman Hour. i your host, Wigman. <laughs> oh boy. Today we're gonna listen to the story of high strangeness.
1: Is the Wigman funny? Yeah.
2: Pass me uh, that brush. I oh, <laughs> got a couple <laughs> knots needing the wig man. working out. Jeez. So Bryce, yes, uh, you're going two episodes in a row because a couple episodes ago I went two in a row. So we owe you one episode. Mm. Yeah. No worries, man. I'm excited about. Sometimes
3: this. Sometimes we switch it up. We switch it up. Um, like I said, today I wanted to bring in absolute irrefutable proof of Bigfoot just for you, Edie. So, Great. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. There it is. Hi, guys. Okay. Thanks he for listening. He sat so quietly behind that drum set this entire time. <laughs> um, this is called the Snellgrove Lake Incident. Have you Ooh, heard of this? Oh no. All right. So I enjoy the name. It's... Yeah. So 250 miles north of Ottawa in Canada lies a lone fishing cabin at a remote lake. Now, this camp is in a densely forested area accessible only by float plane in virtual uncharted territory with the nearest town about 200 miles away. The lake and surrounding area are all but frozen for the majority of the year except for the 10 to 12 weeks in the summer season when it's rented out by adventurous fishermen who are flown in only to report that once they get there, they had the strange sense of being watched or observed by something in the woods. I
2: feel like all these fishermen are being flown in to be hunted by other men. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> something very strange happened here.
3: Yeah. yeah, at night, eerie sounds are said to haunt the fishing camp. Strange howling screams, whistling, wood knocking, and the startling sounds of large rocks that are often thrown at the cabin in the, in the middle of the night from seemingly out of nowhere. Now one group of fishermen claims to have seen something large, dark, and hairy approach the cabin at night, peer into the window, growl, and then shake the cabin violently as if to say, You are not welcome here. Um, not in a calm voice like I did, but more like a you are not more like a Bigfoot voice okay. saying that. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. You are not welcome here. Um, all Pay attention to my words, not my body <laughs> Not what my body's doing All this culminating to someone or better yet Something breaking into the cabin In the off-season of 03 And ripping the place apart Pulling out stovepipes, tearing the sink basin Off of the bathroom wall And basically demolishing the inside of the cabin
2: Do you think he took a rage shit I mean, <laughs> do you think that I mean? He just took after all that. He just took a huge dump. No in the middle scat of the evidence floor.
3: collected here, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, now, leaving the cabin owner Chuck Mossback no choice but to dev- to devise a plan <laughs> so that whatever destroyed the inside of his fishing cabin might think twice before treading there again he created a special little welcome mat for the intruder. Mm, covered Under- with rage shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Underneath of which were embedded with dozens of three-inch threaded screws sticking out from the bottom. Oh, wait a so minute. Of one-inch piece of plywood he's placed at the front of the door, nail-side up. He's
2: pulling a Kevin
3: McAllister on this mm, guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Kevin McAllister. Um, returning months later, Chuck discovered a large red stain on one side of this deadly doormat. Something definitely unknowingly approached the front door and stepped on the mat, leaving a pool of dried blood, hair, and what some and
2: what even looked like skin tissue. It's crazy because that is like you are not only like hurting the Bigfoot, you're also sort of like getting him like. In the place that's most important to his reputation. His it's, big foot. Yeah, it's like a yeah. it's an insult yeah. added to the injury. Yeah, that's right, Michael. I'm glad you brought that
3: up.
1: Great point.
3: Yeah. Interscientists and cryptozoologists Doctors Kurt Nelson and Jeff Meldrum. Kurt Nelson is a microbiologist from the University of Minnesota, and Dr. Jeff Meldrum, an anthropologist from the University of Idaho. Both men on a mission to discover proof of a bipedal hominin roaming the forested woods of the Pacific Northwest commonly known by the locals as Sasquatch. Now, I did a little research on the name Sasquatch, and it's believed to be an Anglicization of the Salish word Saskets, meaning wild man or hairy man. J.W. Burns coined the, coined the term in the 1930s. Now, J.W. Burns was an Indian agent assigned to the Chehalis Band, now known as the Stalis, uh First Nation. The Stalis, uh so it's S-T-S-A-I-L-E-S, to Stelis people claim a close bond with Sasquatch, and this is what I like. They believe it to have the ability to move between the physical and spiritual realm. Mm. Now, upon hearing about the recent accounts and possible physical evidence left behind by the creature... Doctors Nelson and Meldrum descended upon the Snellgrove Lake Cabin with a small video and audio crew to record a segment for the History's channel, popular show, Monster Quest.
2: And record a music video for their prog rock
3: band. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Once there, they closely examined the nail board and took samples of the hair and tissue for DNA analysis, noting that whatever stepped on it seemed to leave the impression of a somewhat large footprint, 18 inches or so to be exact, and I'll pass you around a picture oh. Oh. right here of the nail board, and uh, they kind of drew out where the red blood stains were, and it makes this um, well, what looks to be like Jesus. a big foot.
2: Uh, now the bottom picture I is have uh, a problem with this computer doormat.
3: graphic. That's you do yes.
2: <laughs> and then also this other photo, I assume this Sasquatch was drawn into. Yes, the Yes, this was drawn okay. into the photo
3: to give you a uh, kind of hyperbole of the situation. Now, Hyperbole, yeah.
2: Is that right?
0: Did
3: I use that right? I don't think so, okay. but <laughs> it doesn't matter. I know what you mean. It's, it's not a you, grammar podcast. Yeah. He, yeah. This isn't a grammar
0: why podcast, did he Michael.
2: Because uh, it's by the front it's door. It's by the front right? door. They laid
3: it right down on the front so door. So if
2: he was the Sasquatch tried to come back into the cabin and trash mm-hmm. it, you know, it's across the threshold. Yeah, and it, stomp.
3: It's actually kind of a, um, a common bear trap that uh, that a lot of uh, woodsmen oh. and stuff will do when they leave their cabins. Um you know, in forested areas like Canada and stuff like that. Now,
2: um, I just pictured an angry Canadian man just like who did not want to talk to his wife, just placed (laughs) nail boards all around him. I'm in my quiet space now. Leave Leave me 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 alone.
3: So the doctors immediately went about setting up camera traps around the perimeter and began looking for other evidence to support their hunch that a 900-pound, 8-foot-tall Bigfoot had been living in the area and was harassing the outsiders infringing upon its territory. The first few nights were relatively quiet, except when on the last night, one of the crew members was peeing near the porch when he was startled by a large rock thrown against the side of the cabin. Frightened, he grabbed Jeff and Kurt and told them what had happened. Um, And this is, uh, in quotes, a stone was thrown at about 2 a.m., executive producer Doug Higebik told the New York Post. That stone hit like a bullet. It was thrown with amazing accuracy. The crew threw a stone back, and in a matter of minutes, a second stone was launched at them. Let's provoke it. I was really scared. I felt the adrenaline, said Hadjabek. When we threw that rock back into the woods, and then it got sent back, my heart raced. Now when the morning finally came, (laughs) doctors Kurt Nelson and Jeff Meldrum and their small crew were flown out of Snell Grove, and the hair and tissue samples were taken to labs for immediate analysis. Here's where things get a little interesting. <laughs> As if they weren't already. <laughs> this is where <laughs> the lab reports. So let's start with hair. The hair uh, in a process called hair morphology. Wildlife biologist Dr. Lynn Rogers studied hair obtained by Nelson and Meldrum for the nail board stating, from the nail board stating, uh, in quotes, "I looked at the hair and compared it to every North American animal, especially ones that live in northern Ontario, and it didn't match with anything. And it certainly was not bare Stating further. That it looked human to me, but there was two important differences in the, in the morphology. One is that under a microscope, there was no medulla. You see, all human hair has a spongy center mass of massive tissue called the medulla. And the other one is that it had a naturally worn tip, a, a tapered tip. This had not been cut. It's almost like it came from a wild human. That left me confused as to what it could be. I'll be really interested to see what the DNA shows. Had Dr. Rogers been examining the hair of a possible Sasquatch? The DNA. So, mitochondrial DNA is the most accurate method known for species identification, and after sequencing the DNA samples taken from Snellgrove Lake, they were compared to a database of all known living organisms on the planet. The findings were as follows, as quoted by microbiologist Dr. Kurt Nelson. It was identical to human DNA, except... It had one nucleotide polymorphism. That nucleotide that was different is one that is shared with chimpanzees. I got DNA that was primate DNA, and I knew that I might be looking at the DNA of a Sasquatch. In other words, the DNA said primate, but not quite human, and not quite non-human primate with only just one of the base pairs deviated from ours. That's awesome. Now, great apes share nearly identical DNA with man, except for a 35 base pair deviation. Mm. The Snellgrove base pair has only one deviation, and according to Dr. Nelson, that leaves a one in 5,000 chance that this is human DNA. The cabin's still there and still available for rent if you're interested, Edie. Special episode. (laughs) Fire up the boat plane. We are going (laughs) to Canada. Although be warned, there might be a limping Sasquatch roaming the area. A Sasquatch that is extremely pissed off. And that's my tale. If he's still alive. That was
2: 2003. Wow.
3: Yeah, Yeah, we should go. So yeah, I love this case because I mean they really they set something out a trap and uh and, you know, you could see from the the, the, the whole segment is videoed for uh, History Channel's Monster Quest, and there there is like... A reliable st- there, source of information. I, I know. <laughs> well, you know, uh, these guys are uh, two of the best doctors in the field. I mean, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, I'm sure you're familiar with him. He's been...
2: I, I don't know about him. No? Uh, maybe. I mean, I... Well, he's got an
3: extensive plaster cast. Um... I'm, a, I'm more of a face guy, not okay. a name guy, so I'd have um, to see Well, him. they're very credible doctors, and... Uh, in in their fields of science, I, th- I
2: thought you did a really good job of bringing the science today, Bryce. Well, thank you. Yeah. A lot of people like to say we don't have any science to back this stuff up. <laughs> well, eat your butt. Eat your butt. Yeah. All right. Um, great story. Thank what you. else? Do you have anything else to? No, no, I don't. Add I mean, to that? No, not really.
3: That is the story of the the Snellgrove Lake Sasquatch. Dude, yeah, I awesome.
2: love it. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to ask our guest Edie. What the hell was that? <laughs>
0: Kansas City food wise a city famous for its barbecue but that's about to change. My name is W. Dave Keith, host of the podcast Taco the Town, and I believe that Kansas City is one of the most underrated, underappreciated, up-and-coming taco towns in the USA. On Taco the Town, we will shine a light on all the amazing tacos Kansas City has to offer. Kansas City is a great taco town filled with a variety of untapped taco stylings and flavors, and on the Taco the Town podcast, we won't stop until we've tasted every taco in the town. No taco table will go unturned. Each episode, we review a new taco taco joint with a special guest. We share taco memories, discuss taco topics, and put tacos to the test. We check the latest stories in taco news, and no taco is off the table on Taco the Town. If you love tacos, like I do, you're gonna love Taco the Town. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Play. That's Taco the Town.
2: Got fuck a (laughs) mouth, and we're back. And And we're we're back, back. Uh, Edie. What the hell was that? Go.
1: Okay, here. Let me start with what I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Is so. Okay, I get. We want to put out the trap and whatever, but it was two thousand three, right? Like, why can they hook up a camera?
3: What's that?
1: Why didn't they hook up a camera?
3: Oh well, well, you know, a lot of these uh, Bigfoot hunters they'll leave out camera traps, um, and some Bigfoot hunters be like, you know, Bigfoot's onto those things, and that's like a for sure way never to get anything. Although there is one great photo of a of this apparently Bigfoot reaching down, and it's from a camera trap. Oh. It's one of the best photographic evidences of Bigfoot out I there. I haven't
1: seen that. But
3: but to answer your question, is that the I mean, one
2: that might be just a bear with mange?
3: Yeah, it might be a bear with mange, but it's like weird because it's like leaning over, standing yeah, yeah. up, leaning over. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I mean, this cabin is off limits for about 10 to 12 weeks of the year. So, I mean, if they're going to leave any kind of cameras, you know, um, I think they usually take them with them as the video crew left. They were only there for about five nights, you know. Meanwhile, when they first got there, they set up all the camera traps. And interestingly enough, in the in the diary of the cabin, um, they discovered uh, another fisherman there that had found a trackway um, about a mile up the... Uh, a mile up the coast. A little
2: Bigfoot path?
3: Yeah, oh. a little Bigfoot path. So they went to check that out, and they found, you know, the, the guy in the journal said uh, the diary was like, you know, 16-inch tracks, deep heel base. Wow. Uh, I wish I could show you a picture of this lake. It is literally... I wish you could
2: show me a picture of Bigfoot. <laughs> it is literally... In
3: Why the, are you trying to show me these lakes? In the middle of... I want of, to see
2: Bigfoot.
0: Of,
3: <laughs> of nowhere, you know? Um, so it's really out there in the dense woods, you know?
2: So what do you think, Edie? Do you think this is a uh, a Sasquatch? A wild man.
1: I mean, that footprint was pretty big. Um, yeah. I mean, it's something. It's something like a sasquatch. I think. Um, Yeah. I don't love their methods. Right. Um. Great. Because I think there would be way if you really, you know, it could go either way because it could. It's so obviously, it could also be the thing where they're like, let's do enough stuff so they think it's Bigfoot. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I do like that there was another thing in the uh, cabin diary and, uh, yeah. Something's out there. The
3: guy had a video, the guy, the actual owner, Chuck Mosbeck, he took an insurance video for insurance purposes of the cabin. And this thing was ripped apart and, and you know, the stoves pulled out of the wall. And, and basically, um, he ruled out the destruction by a black bear that time of year because bears would be in hibernation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also stating that the wholesale rampaging was unlike what is expected from a bear because the refrigerator was not torn open for access to its insulation, which is usually the case. Um, Because bears smell a formic acid associated with ants' nests, and it's usually the first thing they go for. So um, there was no, like, scratch marks on the door or any of these appliances. I mean, it was literally like, you know, some, like, raging hulk just, like, you know, thrashed the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And
1: they're solitary, right, according to the lore?
3: Yeah, uh, bigfoots. Yeah, you know they can be. This one, this one seemed to be a solitary Sasquatch. This seems like a
2: male sasquatch, like silverback dude yes. who is like, "This is my fucking territory." Yeah, but there's Back also off. been
3: reported of families of sasquatch. Oh, but this, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of runs both gamuts, but oh. this one definitely, like Mike said, I see uh, seem to be like not liking intruders coming around this area, especially. Yeah. um you know, um staying in that cabin, it seemed to have a definitely sense of well in in in
2: end, if it were such a remote area where there aren't people really coming that often, mm-hmm. then this could be a sasquatch that is less socialized, right, you yeah. know it's kind of like uh who the f- what well who are these guys yeah. and if, you know whereas I, I could imagine I could see. That maybe some of the ones that you know used to lurk around logging camps in the like 1930s, maybe they were like a little bit more used to people being around. were better at like tolerating them. Yeah, this guy sounds like a loner. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially it's so. so hard to get in and out of that place.
3: Well, and then you know, I, I the amazing accuracy of the of him throwing the rock and hitting those cabins because you know the wood line is probably about you know a hundred yards away from the cabin. As uh, you you know, those maybe he's got of, a slingshot. Yeah, maybe. Um.
1: Why I, I wonder why we <coughs> maybe because there aren't a ton of pictures and things. Why isn't this just like an animal we document?
3: Well, and I wanted to bring that up. You know, I thought you guys would have been making a more meal out of like, well, why isn't this in all the science reviews? Why isn't yeah. this big well, actually, news? You know, <clears throat> and that's a great question. I'm
2: preparing a meal for you right now. <laughs> it's coming out of the oven, and this is what it is. Well, Here's my oh, question. go ahead. It goes along with this. Yeah. Why don't they? I feel like I have a very simple answer to this. I mean, if you have the budget, why don't you take that DNA mm-hmm. that they found and clone it mm-hmm. and then see what they make right. with that DNA and then they can go, it's a fucking bigfoot. Right. Like clone I mean, I'm sure there're ethical ethical uh you know, qua- you know, problem or you know, quandaries around this, but like clone it. No, clone it. Why not? There's I mean, the, eventually at least they've
1: got a way to program it so you could at least do a 3D print or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean clone it. That's what I would do. Like yeah, get one of these guys like Bigelow, who's got all this time and money on his hands. He should like fund a project well, to clone some of this DNA and see I mean at the mon- worst you're gonna get a angry bear out of the
3: deal. Mm-hmm. Money seems to be the issue too in a lot of these like sampling cases well, because obviously. it runs about twenty five hundred bucks to 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 run a a DNA sequencing um, but
2: you would think, like, if they found genuine unknown DNA yeah. that was fresh, that they could find some rich eccentric to be like, who could claim I proved mm-hmm. that Bigfoot exists by cloning it? Well, and there was a follow up to the uh,
3: to the DNA um, analyzing, and and uh, they asked him, you know, why wasn't this such a breakthrough? And uh, Dr. Meldrum responded, it's not really a breakthrough. We're talking about a mere 300 base pair sequence. It's an extremely small sample, Um, nothing near a publishable result, which would have to be many thousands of nucleotides. Now, normally publishers require genetic sequencing to be submitted uh, to a public database before a paper's publication. But here's the slight hitch, right? The big public database requires a species identification, and Sasquatch isn't officially a species. So they have to run it up against something that's already in the system. And this oh.
1: is where
2: a lot of the uh, the people that's who what submit I mean. there,
1: Like, why isn't that just... Why isn't that an animal?
2: Well, they're trying to... Actually, there's like a couple lawsuits happening. One in Canada and one in Northern California. There's a woman who's suing the state of California to have the Sasquatch that she has seen on her hikes identified as an official animal in the state and wildlife, uh, wild wildlife, um, to by the wildlife department. And she's just, you know, she's running up against people who are like, give me a break. Yeah. You know and to I answer, mean?
3: and to answer your question, um, they also followed up. It looks now like not much of a breakthrough, but still a big step in the right direction. What's important is not that the DNA is human, we've had that before, but right. that it is somewhat different. That's what I had anxiously been looking forward to. If we had always nothing but human, i.e. sapiens results, for mainstream, would never pay any attention to it. Besides, that would be used by those who claim that the wild men are just wild men, i.e. homo ferus, human outcasts who have gone wild. This explanation is quite popular. Now, with the DNA somewhat different from the sapiens, we are firmly on the track of evolutionary hominology. The question now is how much or little different uh, Neanderthal DNA naturally comes to mind for comparison. But I don't know. So that's pretty interesting. You know, they definitely found that it wasn't a bear. It was no known North American animal species, the hair It didn't contain the medulla that a human hair has, but yet it looked human. Um, And it also had a a, a nucleotide polymorphism from human hair. So so it's something, you know. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's not... uh, is very interesting, you know, leaving leaving kind of uh, science still to wonder. Like, is there something out there, a missing link, or, or you know? And then when you started to get into what we talk about, if this is more of sort of a paranormal creature leaving, you know, evidence. We do Talk about that. We do oh, talk about do. that sometimes a lot. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might come uh, at, drop in and out of portals. Yeah, right, but, right. But so that's who's a thing. To, yeah, who's to say it can't leave some sort of physical trace evidence that would uh, befuddle science?
2: You know. You know.
1: Yeah, so no one's ever found bones, right?
2: No, but no. they also talk about how, like, it's very difficult to find wild a- animal bones in the forest, too. Oh. Like, you, d- it's very, very rare to come across, like, just bare bones or right. something. got it. Because there's something about, like, these animals go off to places, you know, like, you hear about, like, elephant graveyards, which I guess counter contradicts my point, but, like... A lot of times it's just like the carcasses get eaten up by the forest, by predators and the bones disappear... Or they just go off and die someplace in the wild that people don't know about. So it is a good argument that like they haven't. There's no anthropological evidence of like bones left behind, but it is very difficult to find some like in some of these areas like wild wild animal bones. One guy was
3: quoting is quoted as saying, "I mean, there's more dense wooded area in Canada alone than there is landmass in Europe. Like, wow. So there is just. I mean, it is. It is just." extremely unpopulated and you know yeah. when you actually fly over i mean just in northern california and you're flying over like let's say trinity national forest i mean you just it doesn't take much to start your imagination going like oh my yeah. god what some- is down there yeah because it's some- like
1: looking at the ocean really mm-hmm. absolutely Um well that's what i was wondering is that why we can document new things from the bottom of the ocean all the time is because we actually have the thing
2: well now we're able to what do you mean
1: is it because they can actually go, here's footage of this animal? Yes, yeah. Here's, a, here's its body? Yeah, because okay.
2: they can actually, they can theorize about, like, the giant squid right. was something that was written about in stories and, like, sea lore for centuries, yes. and people thought it was a myth, and I think less than 10 years ago, they, because cameras, equipment, and sea diving equipment is getting better and better, they caught one of these things <laughs> on film, and now yeah. they're like, okay, there it is, it's, it's what... Probably inspired the legend of the Kraken, you know, but here's a giant squid. We've proven that it exists. Again, something that was considered a sea monster in a work of fiction for centuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, they're really looking for the body. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like you said. I mean,
3: for science to really actually get their teeth around this thing, I think they would need a full a body yeah, with They uh, need a specimen They need yeah, a specimen Got it You know um, There was a big study done Which was interesting a, a guy named Brian Sykes Out of Oxford University Oh I've heard of him Yeah well he ran a big um, So he ran a big test <coughs> Saying you know he, he was asking for all the people Who have Yeti DNA Is he an anthropologist? Yeah, yeah, yeah Anthropologist And uh, now he's a kind of A cryptozoologist as well Which is just un- Discovering unknown species so he got all these samples of people's like he said, like, send me your best samples, you know, because Bigfooters all over. I got some hair, I got some scat, you right. know, and right. and um. That's, and they so, just
2: pooped in a jar and
3: meal. Yeah, and so he <laughs> a, he actually ended up running about over a hundred different samples, um, and um, I believe I uh, ended up using only about thirty-seven. Seven of them came back un-unconclusive, um, couldn't be sequenced. But the 30 that did come back, most of them were found out to be like bear, porcupine, yeah. all that stuff. But he did find um, what was thought to be an extinct uh, polar bear species out of the Himalayas. So he actually discovered an unknown species of oh. uh, of old extinct bear, which became really popular news um, that, that the actual science reviews published and stuff like that. But yet all those best samples, no Bigfoot, no Yeti um so if anyone uh, donates like a million dollars to the patreon i think that we'll take on that project yeah, we'll, yeah. Clone we'll, clone, yeti. we'll clone you a yeti and name it after you yeah no that would be <laughs> awesome so, anybody uh, any eccentric billionaires well god to i like the what you said get robert bigelow yeah, to, get
2: bigelow on that get shit bigelow up in there all right great story thank you um terrific terrific research really knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. thank oh, right. you for that bro. a plus a plus right really on. good yeah you get an a plus today yay, yay. and every day <laughs> um edie thank yes. you so much for being on the show now uh would you like to stick around for next week's episode which will be a listener files episode would you like to join us in reading some listener email with kevin kirkpatrick
1: gosh i'd love to okay
2: great so right. um in the meantime where can people find you
1: uh they can find me on you mean on like social media. Yeah, or so. wherever.
2: Or Edie, like your address. Yeah. Edie Patterson Where High. Where can the shadow men find you? <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no,
1: no, no <laughs> Um it's just my name, Edie Patterson High on Instagram okay.
2: and stuff like that. Great. Cool. Hi as in hello or hi like cuz you love 420.
1: <laughs> no, hi as in hello.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> and yeah,
1: The Groundlings uh right now every Thursday night. Okay.
0: Which awesome. I just
3: saw her on Thursday. I went with oh, did my you go wife to, to, the to Yes. Cooking with gas show. She was incredible. Who was the oh, special guest? Um the spe- uh, uh John John, John Fuertes. Fuertes. yeah. Oh, cool. Who yeah. yeah. I've done that show before.
0: Yes, you have.
3: Excellent. That's one of my bits. oh beautiful. It was so good and you were so funny and talented. Yes, yeah, you you Excellent. are
2: a delight. Oh, gosh. Delightful. Thanks, yes, the <laughs> best groundling we've ever had. Ooh, more on lasers the show. from Kevin. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, this is Michael McMillan saying goodbye for Bigfoot Collectors Club. You can find us uh, on Facebook at Bigfoot Collectors Club, on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club, on Twitter at Big, Big underscore c club yeah that's right Bigfoot big under, underscore c club big, i don't know you were there just put in bigfoot collectors club yeah find us i'm mcmills on everything mr bryce johnson and bryce o johnson on the social media for that's my it. handsome partner and my other handsome partner is trash bag hashtag hashtag trash bag
3: I that was taken by some kid, oh, so okay. I'm trash bag hashtag. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: tell those kids to get off your lawn. Damn kids uh. on their internet. All right, uh. everybody. We will be back next week with Edie Patterson and Kevin Kirkpatrick. We'll finally get his chance to say something. Uh join us then. Until then, we love you guys and uh Club Scout salute. Yeah, see ya. Keep looking for Bigfoot. Just leave it there. <laughs>
0: K <laughs> Mongamer Bank
2: Fun.
3: Keep looking for bank fun. Oh
2: wait, don't stop. I wanna uh, I wanna thank our uh, producer Riley Bray and I wanna thank our uh, music is by Sun Eaters Courtesy of Love School Records. Bye! Keep Mongam my Bank Fun. Oh boy. Keep looking for bank fun. <laughs>
1: Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery.
2: It was
0: really hard to understand what was fact and what was it